You can be a fit bitch too. Presented by Ignite Fusion Fitness. Let's go. Awesome. Here we go. I'm so excited, everybody. Be an extra, extra special episode. I have an incredible guest on with me today, and I'm so excited to introduce her to you. Uh, her name is Olivia Malley, and she is a absolute powerhouse of strength and beauty and determination. And I have been lucky enough to be a part of her life for several years. And today we're going to talk about a really, really incredible journey that she has gone through that I think all of us go through at some point in some way um, in regards to our, our body image and coming back to ourselves and starting to make decisions for us that are really important when it comes to taking back our power, when it comes to stepping into our power, when it comes to wanting to transform our lives on a deeper level. And Olivia has had an incredible journey. She decided to take and make a major, major decision that would affect her body would start to move her forward through her life a little more the way she wanted to feel in it, how she wanted to be presented in the world. And I'm really proud of her. She decided to have a breast reduction, um, which is no small feat when you think about that as a woman or from any perspective of having a body augmentation or something that we want to have done to improve our quality of life. So I want to stop blabbing here. <laughs> Olivia's being patient and waiting. <laughs> I just wanted to give you the best lead in girl. You're so incredible. And I'm so proud of you. And you have come so far in so many ways. I've seen you grow exponentially. And I'm so excited for you to share your story with everyone tonight. Yeah, I'm excited to ch be chatting with you about it. And I, again, uh, you flatter me too much. Uh, you're the nicest person. That introduction was probably the best introduction I will ever get in my whole life. So, <laughs> uh, so let's start with start your journey. Yeah, and where it began for you in as as a young woman um, coming into puberty. Um, and and kind of just sharing with the audience, you know, what it was that you went through and what you were struggling with at the time. Yeah. So I got boobs pretty early. I think by the time I was in junior high, I was at a double D. And I'm not saying having like large breasts is the worst thing to go through when you're a young person, but it just made me really uncomfortable in my own skin. They never fit me physically or psychologically. I didn't like the way, I didn't like when people would talk about them. I didn't like when people would notice them. I, I didn't like that, you know, I was known, not necessarily known, but it was part of my descriptor. I was a person with big breasts. Like, you know, it was, it became kind of attached to who I was, even though I didn't want that to be attached to who I was. And kind of everything in and all about it made me pretty uncomfortable. But I was also young. And at that time in my life, it was really inundated for young girls to like love yourself 
as you are. And, and I wanted to, and I was, you know, my friends were going through struggles and I wanted to be supportive of them. And I, I, I wanted to believe in that mantra, but I just couldn't. And it was all these things compounding and also having an insecurity that everyone else seems to like can be really lonely because it was hard. I think, especially when I was younger, as I got older, more people, but when I was younger, people weren't quick to sympathize with me. They were like, Oh, well, you know, every woman, every girl wants big boobs. Like I wish I could have some of your boobs. Like I would gladly give you some, I don't want them. (laughs) You know, it's like, sign me up. Let's switch. Um, So it was, it was a lot of things, a lot of things to be going on, going on in my head. And I think I always wanted to have a breast reduction, but I don't think I had the words for it or the confidence when I was young, because I think it's scary to want something. And if you don't get it, then like, you know, if you don't try, then it's always like, oh, well, it it could happen. But, you know, actually saying like the words out loud, like I want to get a breast reduction. And if I couldn't have gotten one, then I would have to sit with that forever. And that was a terrifying thought. So I think when I was younger, I used to joke about it with my friends, but I never took it seriously, even though I I know my parents would have supported me. Like I just, I think I had to wait till I was older to have the confidence and the, in the understanding of myself to be like, I do have to do this. I I at least have to know if it's possible and if it's can't, I will live with it. But like, I can't keep going, not knowing if this is something I can be doing. Absolutely. And I think at a young age, we get so you know, bombarded with this idea of that perfect body and, you know, and the, the ideals that are out there. I mean, I mm-hmm. swear at myself, um, coming out of, uh, the gate wanting to be a dancer, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I don't, I have a handful, but I literally wanted to strap them down too, because they mm-hmm. got in the way of what I thought was movement, you know, so I can't imagine what it would have felt like to have one like to have breasts that are you know bigger than that yeah you know like you said everyone's looking at them not you or you know that whole self-conscious sort of thing that we we you know shrink away a little bit Mm -hmm. yeah and it definitely wasn't like I was totally aware of everyone looking but it was like when I was younger for a while, like I just didn't think anyone else noticed. I thought it was like my own little secret <laughs> to like, I'm like, wait, no, like everyone can see this. And even though it wasn't obvious, I think a lot of it was internal. Like there was instances, but I think it definitely was me being like, I am being perceived this way. I know people can see them. I wish people can see them. And going back to your movement thing, I played basketball competitively for all of nearly all of my childhood. And I used to wear two, store, two sports bras. And like I sometimes people were like, those aren't working for you. It's like, I'm trying my best. I am trying to contain them. I'm too, like, there's not a lot of options. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. Well, they have a mind of their own. <laughs> yeah. It's like, not much can strap these girls in. I'm wearing two sports bras. I'm trying my best. It, this, is, this is not what I want either. <laughs> you just take over. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they are the most annoying, non-going away hindrance ever. Like, just like, just... Two little annoying people all the time. <laughs> I love you. The good one, we got the good little angel one, and we got the little bad. Yeah, so they're both bad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Olivia. Oh my God. You know, and I can't imagine. I have a couple, a, a number of girlfriends too who have, you know, very large breasts. Mm-hmm. They, I remember them saying to me, like, I can't go 
you know, to a normal store to wow. buy a bra and it's uncomfortable and it's heavy and that hurts my back and all of those like things that I don't think a lot of people understand if you haven't gone through it. Yeah, it's clothing and especially women's clothing, but all clothing is made for such a limited size. You you know, you have to be in this perfect, happy medium. And so many people are not in that. So like after I got out of like the double D, my I couldn't find bras because like my rib cage was still pretty small. So, you know, I go to the mall with my friends and they pick up all these cute bras and I'd be like, I got to wait to go to like the industrial store with my mom. Like it was a big, I found a very lovely store in Halifax and it's great that they have them, but like they weren't all that cute and they were really expensive. And like, it was always like, I could get like two because like they were quite pricey and it was just, yeah, not as fun. I wanted to be out with my girlfriends buying cute bras and I love my mom for taking me, but that wasn't, you know, I, I kind of felt like I missed out on that when I was young and it made me sad. Uh, and even the sometimes like shirts, I know I, I'm only five, three and I was an athletic, so I had a pretty petite frame, but like these, these breasts that were in proportion. So shirts were also really hard to find. I didn't need extra large shirts anywhere else, but I would need extra large shirts for it to fit my breasts. Uh, so I also had a hard time finding clothes. Yeah. And what does that, like, that makes us feel uncomfortable, right? And it's like, yeah, that sort of sense of like, oh my God, like I am petite, but I have these girls who are taken over. <laughs> yeah. And I know like it's, it's the clothes are supposed to fit me. I'm not supposed to fit the clothes, but after like, you know, the 15th time in like that fluorescent dressing room, you start to like doubt yourself. You're like, why don't I fit into clothes? Like I want to feel beautiful and fit into clothes. And like, it's, it's crazy. We can get to this later, but post-surgery, it's still like, I'm at C now, which is about average. And it's still sometimes hard to find tops that fit everything. And it's like, I'm now more in the average and they're still not like, I'm, it was surprising that there's still not more clothing options. It's, and again, it's, it's so many people can't fit into the, the binary of clothing that we have. And it's such a problem. Oh, I know. And it's so hard on the head and heart. Yeah. You know, and I think as women or anyone, he, as humans, we struggle with this sense and want to belong and fit and feel good. And I think that making brave choices about what we need to do for us is so important. And that's Mm -hmm. why I'm so proud of you (laughs) because I don't think it was probably easy. It was hard and easy at the same time. So I can actually, I, I, I know exactly when I decided to get it done. So I had moved like an hour and a half outside the city. So I needed to go find a new bra store. And thankfully the city or the town that I was in had a, like a bra store, like a designated bra store. And I was like, excellent. So I had like, I think at that point, maybe I was wearing like, like an F, a G. Uh, so I, I thought I knew my size. So I was like, I'm just going to get new ones. Mine are worn. So I walk in. I'm like, hey, I'm just here. I, I told her my bra size. And she's like, the woman working looked at me. And she's like, no, that's not your bra size. And I was like, excuse me? She was like, you're wearing the wrong size. Like the boob weight's all wrong. And I was like, kind of blown away by like the magic of like her just knowing. But I was like, okay, like I'll, yeah. I'll take your word for it. You've probably been working in this industry for a long time. So she takes me to the dressing room. She measures me up. And the only thing she tells me then, what it is, but she leaves and she comes back and it's like an eye. And like, I just feel like the world is crumbling in my head. Like she leaves me to try them on and I'm like getting really emotional. And I feel like a failure, even though, you know, to my knowledge, I did nothing to, you know, have them continue to grow. 
I was like, I'm willing them to stay. And like, it's like, I just, it was just going against what I wanted. I felt so betrayed by myself and like such a disappointment. And I, she, and I put it on, she comes back in and I'm a very like, I have no poker face. So I just kind of look at her. I'm like, I'm having a really hard time accepting this size. I kind of just like blurted out to her um, and please. bless her soul. She probably like, she probably tried her best to have a good response, but she was like, the number doesn't matter. Just doesn't matter. It matters about the fit. But like, I couldn't shake the fact that it did. It really mattered to me. So I got two bras. One of them was actually kind of cute, but I remember going back to my car and it's like hot. And I throw the bag onto the passenger seat and I'm sitting in my car, like that hot summer car suffocating feeling. And I'm like, I can't, I can't keep doing this. Like it shouldn't make me this. It shouldn't wreck me to get bras. Like it should not take this much of an emotional toil. And I was like, I can't, I can't do this. I remember I called my mom and I think like, I kind of want to get like a, like a check with all of my loved ones to see what their thoughts were. I don't think if any of them were like, you shouldn't do it. I wouldn't. But I think I just wanted to like get reassurance. I wasn't crazy for being like, I'm going to get surgery and then majorly change my body. And my mom automatically was like, yeah, like we kind of always thought you would do this. Like you, you know, like that, this, this makes sense for you. And like all of my loved ones were like very much like, yeah, like that makes that makes sense. And that's when, uh, you know, thankfully I have a family doctor here in Nova Scotia. I think that day or like the next day I called and made an appointment to talk to her about it. Oh, I remember when you told me. Yeah. In your session and you had just started coming back to poll mm-hmm. and you were like, I'm going to be getting this surgery that I have wanted and been waiting for and wanting forever. And I remember we like did a little dance of joy. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I think when we go through, I am so grateful for you. And also I'm so happy that you had that support around you because I think when we are making these big decisions in life, sometimes people don't have support behind them or they're Mm -hmm. sized for making a decision that is going to change their lives. And, you know, because everyone, it doesn't matter. Everybody has an opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Even though sometimes they shouldn't, but everyone does. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I, I think that was the other thing I really wanted to bring out here too, because I know you, and I want you to tell our, our community about the article that you wrote and we'll, we'll put that in. I just want to really like have that as a follow up. Olivia is a journalist and she went to journalism school at King's and she's incredible. And I just can't say enough about how incredible it is to work with her here, uh, watching her just crush her pole goals, (laughs) pre-surgery and (laughs) post-surgery. But post-surgery, she came back with some cute tops. Yes. Oh, that's like one of the first things I did was I bought so many. I now own so many bras, pull tops, bikini tops. I went mad. Like, I don't regret it, but like, I now have like, I used to own like maybe one or two of each of those. Now I own like five. And I'm like, ah, I'm just swimming in tops. (laughs) So good. So good, right? (laughs) Press those girls out. Mm Mm-hmm exactly they're handcrafted they deserve to be you know put in something beautiful totally babe (laughs) so you know i thought it was really interesting because after your article and then you came for a session Mm -hmm. and you said that there was like you had great feedback but you also had some you know negative nellies in there too who Mm -hmm. just put their opinion in on your decision about your body and let's talk about that. 
Yeah. So I initially wrote the article not even knowing if I was going to publish it. But when I first made the decision and when I, you know, met my surgeon, he's like, yep, you'd be a good candidate for surgery. And then when MSI approved me, I was kind of sitting in this limbo of like, okay, you're approved and you're going to get a surgery date in who knows when. Like, so thankfully, I sort of knew because my surgeon was retiring. So I knew it was going to be like a year and a half, two years. So I had like a little bit of time to think. And I definitely, I was having a lot of feelings and I just wanted to write it. So I just started writing and I wrote and it, what is published is like probably like a fourth of what I wrote. I ended up writing a lot and I shared it with a friend and he was like, you should publish this. And I kind of was thinking that too, but I was like, you're right. So I did the whole process. I, I freelanced it to CBC, which was my first time writing for CBC. And when I went out there, I just thought if people didn't like it, they wouldn't bother commenting. I thought maybe, or my, I thought people would read the title and be like, oh, I'm not interested in that. So I'm not even going to read it. Though I swear some of the Neganellis didn't actually read it. They just read the headline. So yeah, it was definitely, <laughs> it was definitely like, I think I wasn't going to read the comments because in journalism, I tended not to. And I saw, I think there was like three comments when I first checked and there was one negative. And I was like, so I called my mom. I was like, oh, it's funny. I got a negative comment. And she was like, oh, like not to stress you out, but like there are many negative comments. And I was like, oh, Um, so a lot of them were in the theme of my, me and my situation, not deserving pity, but that's not why I wrote it. You know, I, I didn't publish it. So everyone be like, Oh, woe is her. Like she went through the hardest thing. Like it, that's not why I wrote it. I wrote it. So, so women who would, you know, considering a breast reduction or, or for those who didn't have the words for it yet might be able to see themselves in me and take that first step, you know, start the process, see that it can be done. And like how happy I was with it. And I didn't, you know, all these positives that came from it. And I had people reach out being like, I was hesitant to do this, but I'm going to do it now. Like you encouraged me. I even had someone ask me a bunch of questions. We went back and forth for a little bit. So it it did its job. It, it, you know, even if only, if only if impacted one person, it, you know, it did its job, but it seemed to be a lot of people just like projecting their own insecurities onto my story and me and like their ideas idea of what a woman should be too. Some men definitely took it as though I took out the last pair of big old titties in the world. And it's like, <laughs> sir, I I promise you there are more out there. It, like, you're you're going to live. We're all going to be fine. There are plenty more boobies for you to look at that, you know, are out there. But yeah, it was just it was just surprising that they couldn't put themselves into my shoes and understand, you know, how difficult it could be for me even if they couldn't relate. Or it was just surprising that they bothered to comment at all. So it's like, why? Why like why are you taking time out of your day to like type about, you know, a 25-year-old girl getting a breast reduction being like, um, there's a war going on. Or like boot like one guy wrote, like, boobs are for like men to look at, not for women to like, what are you talking about? Oh wow. I have this thing that when people are judgy or you know, critical of others or not accepting of people's choices, you know, it says something deep about them. You know, it's like those people are so unhappy in themselves that they are in fault with everything that everyone else is doing or make a comment or try to control it. And I, I think that you are so brave to share your story and mm-hmm. it will, I know that it will help other people, other women in the same situation get brave and know mm-hmm. that they too can, you know, make a decision 
to feel better in their bodies. Yeah. And that's why I definitely think a lot of it was like just like projecting their own insecurities. Cause I think sometimes it can be hard for us to like see people do what we want. You know, like they might have their own securities that they can, maybe they can't change or they haven't taken the steps to change. And you know, I've done that, but it's like, you know, just let me have my own journey. <laughs> and there was tons of good comments. I'll say that there was comments of people being like, I know someone has got it done or I've gotten it done. And like, thank you for sharing your story. And there was people telling these mean old people to screw off but it was just it was just surprising and definitely felt like a little overwhelming i've written a lot and i've been published a lot as a journalist but it was never about me so like people would critique the article but i never i always felt like this degree of separation but i was both the writer and the subject which was new for me and it wasn't like anyone was like this girl writes long like run on sentences i would have been like okay i can respect the criticism but it was all like criticisms of myself, which I wasn't used to. And definitely after a day or two, it wore off. And I I knew that none of those negative comments really mattered. And, and none of them were criticizing anything of substance, you know, it, but it definitely just a shock. I wasn't used to laying myself bare like that for, you know, a national audience to, to read and then to have to voice their opinions. It was, I, I'm so proud of myself for doing it. And I will always hold this article as one of my my highest accolades. I think for the rest of my life, I I think it's great. I, I I'm biased. I think it's well written. I think it's great, and I think it's so helpful and so important. But it was yeah, definitely had to go through a little bit of uncomfortability with people having these dis thoughts that were negative. You know what? And I think when we grow, things are uncomfortable. Growth is uncomfortable and change and making decisions and putting yourself out there as a light, as a guide, you know, we, we, it is uncomfortable because it's unpredictable. Yeah. And it's unpredictable what we're going to get. Like in my previous life, I always call it my previous life. <laughs> I did a lot of theater stage acting, you know, you always had the critic that came to watch the show. Yeah. You were good or bad. You got a good review. You got a bad review. They said you sucked. You didn't suck. You were awesome. <laughs> you know, and it's like, I had to grow a tough skin at that level, but I, it really did do me well in my life. I'm trying to grow more of a like, okay, it's all right. I don't need to listen to people's criticisms. I can just be me. I can put myself out there like with this podcast. People may like it. Some people might listen and go, blah, like what? Who? <laughs> What the hell is she talking about? Yeah. So I am so proud of you for being brave enough to share, to be open, to be transparent. And also, I just want to like dig into a little bit about that. And I know we had this conversation when we were training mm -hmm. in the sense of that loss or a loss or losing that part of you you know when we grow yeah. or we do something and we are evolving and growing into our new selves that sense of mourning the old version of yourself and how did that feel to you to let go of that olivia that girl who you know now you don't have you know the big girls you get the you get the you get the cute you know, proportionate, proportionate girls. girls. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely, 
I wrote this in that article and I, and I think it stands very true is I didn't get the surgery because I didn't love myself. I got it because I did love myself and I wanted more for myself. <laughs> Claps all around. And that is so powerful. I didn't not love myself. I loved myself. I loved who I was with those breasts, but I knew because I loved myself, I wanted more for myself. I knew I could be happier. So that's why I had to do this. And I remember driving, my mom driving me to the surgery and I wasn't even nervous the day of because it didn't even feel like I had made the choice to get it done. It felt inevitable. It felt like, uh, I don't even know if I'm a strong believer in fate, but it felt like no matter what I'd done with my life, no matter what, you know, where I'd gone, it would all lead back to this. This was always going to happen. It was meant to be. But in that confidence, it didn't mean that I wasn't letting go of a version of myself that was so much different in a way than the version I am now. I am a much more confident person. When I walk down the street and I'm dressed in my clothes now, I feel so much better about the way that I'm presented to the world. I'm, I'm much more confident. I'm much more happy. I am able to be much more active. But, but there was a part of me that wasn't always that way. So it was not much of a mourning, but of like a torch, a passing of the torch of, of stepping into this new version of myself and, and still respecting and loving who I used to be, but knowing I had to let that go. And definitely in like the first, it's almost been a year since I've had the surgery. In the first couple of months, there was definitely little body dysmorphia things and things that my body wasn't used to that I had to get a hold of. And sometimes I still get, you know, when I'm training, sometimes I still get a little bit scared mm -hmm. if I hurt anything near the incisions because I'm afraid I'm going to mess it up, even though I know I can't mess it up. It's like almost a year healed. Like it is, nothing's happening to them. But it's, it's a fear of doing anything that could possibly reverse what has been done. So it's definitely been a beautiful thing to become this new and happier version of myself. And I think about her and I still get, and there's still parts of her obviously there. The, this older version of myself, but I guess it's more just an elevated version of myself than maybe a new version. And I thank that previous version for everything that she did for me. And she was so strong living in a body that she wasn't comfortable in, but now I've, you know, had to move on. So it's been, it's been a beautiful journey to be a better and more happy version of myself. I absolutely hundred percent love everything you just said. <laughs> I <knew that. laughs> Mm -hmm. The best way to look at change for ourselves is that we love ourselves that much that we are willing to do the things that scare us to make us want to love ourselves more, you know, and I, I just bring that right back into the whole full spectrum of movement and, you know, mindset and sharing and, you know, stepping back into your Hour where you feel proud to make decisions for you, mm -hmm. make you feel good, you know, and, and you're a testimony to that. Like, I love seeing you crush your pole goals and not <laughs> give up. Yeah. Go for it with that, you know, and come back every week, just ready, you know, <laughs> last week, I'm going to get it this week or you know, we're going to like, let's work on this. Let's do that. And I, I've seen you like, you know, step into this new version of you with the old, right? Cause I've, yeah. I've, I've been around both beautiful girls <laughs> and it's amazing to me. 
to see you in your body the way you are right now and moving in it and loving it and willing to record yourself and put together a piece and put it out there. And yeah. I definitely don't think I would have done that before. I think I'd posted like a few poll clips before, but it was always like in shadow or from a distance because I was embarrassed of how big they look, especially if it's just like little pull shorts, little pull top. It's there, there's out there. And I was, I hated the way they looked in video. And that, and that harkened back to, I did a little bit of dance university. I hated how they looked in video there too. And now that post-surgery, I've like posted a bunch of stuff now. I'm, I show everyone, like force it on people. I'm like, do you want to see me do this flip? You know, I'm showing everyone. And yeah, it's just feels so much better to move. I know there were certain pole things that, you know, going upside down, they'd be all in my face. Certain things I had to wrap around the pole, they were in the way. They definitely, I couldn't do certain things or it was definitely way harder to do certain things. And now with like 2.5 pounds less on my chest, it's just way easier to, to move around, to maneuver, to do all the little twists and turns that, that pole needs. And I feel way more comfortable posting videos of myself. Am I still insecure about other things? Sure. Who, who, who isn't? But you know, I just, I think I feel way more impressed with my pole abilities that I can forgo those insecurities. And I'll be like, this is more impressive than anything. It doesn't quite matter how my body quite looks, but like, look at these feats that I'm pulling off and I'm in, you know, I'm just able to move in a way easier way and then love how I look doing it. Ah, I do too. I <laughs> think that you are, like I said, such a powerhouse and your determination is incredible. And just to witness that and be a part of that journey with you has been really wonderful and a gift to me. And I you are such a gift to my life and oh, your gift to me too. <laughs> thank you, Olivia. I'm so glad that we found each other. And right? <laughs> I know, I know. I do believe in the universe lines things. Up. <laughs> I'll believe in fate twice. One's for breast reduction and one's for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do too. I do too. I do believe that. And I think your positive attitude and the way you look at life and the way you're not willing to give up is something that is going to get you through everything, um, any storm that comes your way. Yeah. And, and I think we all need to realize that, you know, we go through tough times and we go through challenging decisions, but when you step into it with love and love for yourself and support from others mm -hmm. you can do anything yeah it's it's all in you you know i think sometimes we get so easily like we so easily compare ourselves to others and we get all in our heads but it's like you you are so much stronger than you think you have it all in you and like having support system is definitely so important but you know you got it it's in you you can do these things that are going to make you happier you can start even if it's small you can you know if you just take it inch by inch you're going to get there and like it's not easy but i think it's so easy to doubt ourselves when like we are so capable and so strong and resilient i think sometimes we forget all the things that we've gone through before that have been hard and we've gotten through them and you're going to keep doing it you're going to keep getting through hard things because you have the ability Absolutely. So before we sign off, oh my gosh, I could just talk to you forever. <laughs> <laughs> I do love to talk. I do love to, I do love the gab. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> we we got the gifts of the gabs. Gifts of the gabs for sure. <laughs> Like that English, that's right, some good. Um, oh my God, I'm going to break out my hillbilly now. Oh Lord, we won't go there. Sorry, folks. <laughs> um, do you have one last little gem or piece of advice for anyone who is just starting to think or contemplate this journey? Yeah, so uh, I wish I could start with a more positive note, but Obviously, the Nova Scotia healthcare system is, you know, struggling. So it's going to take a long time. And I think that definitely can make some people be like, oh, well, you know, it'll take forever. It's not worth it. But just start, you know, any way you can. It's going to be a long wait. I was able to get in so fast because my surgeon was retiring and then there was a cancellation date. So I definitely got it faster than most people will in the province. But j- just start. Even if it takes a long time, at least you know it's it's coming and you can look forward to it and talk to your doctor and see what options. There are different options of breast reduction. There's different kinds and there's also private if you were to have the finances for that. But it's in, in many things in life, it's the first step that is the hardest. It's just taking that plunge. It's just deciding for yourself that you want to do this and then let that, you know, let that fuel you. Let that encourage you like, hey, I'm going to do this and I, you know, I'm just going to start. And the rest of things will fall into place. Hopefully you meet good people in the healthcare system like I did who will help you on that journey and be great. And something I forgot to say earlier, a shameless plug. If you want to read a little bit more in depth of about my surgery, if I don't think this is the best way to find it. But if you Google Olivia Malley, which is O-L-I-B-I-A, Malley is M-A-L-L-E-Y, Breast Reduction CBC, the article will pop up. <laughs> I think the title is like society told me to hate, uh, love my large breasts, but I couldn't. It's something like that. Uh, so if you Google those things, those, those combinations of words, you should be able to find it. I love it. I, be shameless. Yeah. <laughs> read my article. Give it views. Go read that article, people. <laughs> I would really encourage you to. It is a wonderful read and it will give you that other little in-depth and, and sort of touch of Olivia's magic and um, her journey to back to herself, right? Back to the back to the version of myself I was always meant to be. Yes, stepping right back at that homecoming. I love it. Yes. <laughs> and you are such a light. I love you so much and I just want to thank you for coming on here. Today, you're a brave girl and sharing your story. I know it will help so many people in so many ways that are just listening. And I wanted to say this too. This isn't just about one thing. This can be wrapped Mm -hmm. up in many things. Taking that first step towards a new fitness journey or towards some new self-discovery or a new class, like you just started sewing trying new things, you know, trying to add something into your life that you feel you're missing or lacking, do it scared because what's the other option? Yeah. It's, you'll never know unless you try. And I think you'll surprise yourself, but yeah, it's always that first step. It's always that first step. (laughs) And yes, you will surprise yourself at how yes. <laughs> awesome you are <laughs> and on that note um i adore you i love you and again thank you for coming on and uh i just 
want to say to everyone else out there listening, find the people who want to support you, who want to see you grow and who want you uplifted and living your best life. Yes. Thank you, Michelle, for having me and letting me uh, share my story on your platform. Thank you a lot. I love you, girl. Love you. (laughs) 